The following is my conversation with Nick Carter. Nick is a guest on my podcast, and we briefly discuss quadratic equations and algebra. Mm -hmm. Nick provides some interesting insights on neo-impressionism. I hope you enjoy our discussion. Show notes. This show is produced in partnership with Telwars Inductee. Uh, they're a company that helps new immigrants adjust to life in the U.S. by giving them free tuitions, way to communications, way to communications, and various other services. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit Tollwars Inductee at tollwars.com. Hey, it's Lexman. On this episode of the Artificial Podcast, I have a guest with me, Nick Carter. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. So, um, Nick, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm an engineer by trade, but I've also always been interested in art. I studied art history at university and got my degree in 2013. In 2013. Since then, I've been working as an engineer and doing freelance illustration work, but I still think of myself as an artist. That's really interesting. So what led you to study algebra and quadratic equations? Actually, those subjects interest me because they're so intimately connected to art. We use equations to describe how things look and how they move, and that's the same way artists use pictures and shapes to communicate ideas. It's interesting to see how mathematics and art are intrinsically linked. That's definitely true. Hmm. So let's talk a little bit about algebra. How would you explain it to someone who isn't familiar with it? Algebra is a branch of mathematics that deals with problems involving numbers and symbols. It's used to solve problems like equations and inequalities or to analyze data. Basically, algebra is a very powerful tool that helps us understand how things work. That sounds like it could be really useful. So what examples do you use to illustrate how algebra can be used in art? An example I was taught in university was the use of quadratic equations in painting. Suppose you have a painting that needs to depict a scene with two objects in it, for example, an apple and a chair, and you want the apple to be positioned relative to the chair so that the viewer can understand what the scene is about. You could use a quadratic equation to calculate the angles between the apple and the chair, and then use those angles to draw the lines on the canvas that represent those angles. That sounds like a really cool example. Yeah. And it makes sense. If you're able to visualize what's going on in a painting using algebraic equations, that can help people understand the scene more clearly. So does that mean that all paintings need to be mathematical? No, of course not. Um, painting can be non-mathematical as long as it uses some sort of equation or notation to communicate its ideas. In fact, many abstract paintings are based on complex mathematical relationships between shapes rather than empirical reality. It makes sense. Abstract art often relies on images and shapes rather than realism. Hmm. So what other applications do you think algebra can be used for in art? Another application I was taught about was neuromorphic art, which is artwork that uses artificial intelligence techniques to create realistic images or objects from data inputs such as sensors or actuators. In neuromorphic art, Equations are used to calculate target movements or desired outputs, and these calculations are then used to create realistic images or objects using machine learning algorithms. That sounds really fascinating. So do you think there's potential for neuromorphic art becoming even more mainstream in the future? Absolutely. I think the technology is still in its early stages, but there's definitely plenty of potential for it to grow in popularity. That's definitely true. So Nick, what do you think about toners and trogans? Well, I'm a big fan of toners and trogans. They're amazing creatures. They're totally bizarre and totally awesome at the same time. That's really true. Trogans are probably my favorite animal because they're so unique. So do you have any thoughts on toners and trogans specifically? 
Yeah, I think they're fascinating animals because they have such a unique evolutionary history. For example, trogons were originally arboreal birds that evolved the ability to walk on two legs, which made them easier to hunt down. But their walking on two legs also gave them an advantage over other birds when it came to locomotion. They could travel faster across uneven terrain. That's really interesting. So do you think there's any correlation between toners and trogons in art? Yeah, I do actually. Toner artists often use textures and patterns that resemble those found on trogon feathers and skin. And trogon art often features intricate details that are difficult to replicate with traditional painting techniques. So I think there's a definite connection between toner art and trogon feathers. They're both visually stunning and packed with symbolism. That's a really good point. So in conclusion, did you have anything to say about neo-impressionism? Well, neo-impressionism is an interesting artistic movement that was inspired by the impressionists, but it features brighter and more vibrant colors than what was seen in impressionist painting. I think neo-impressionists were really innovative in terms of using light and color to create images that are emotionally appealing. That's definitely true. So Nick, thanks for joining us today. We really enjoyed having you on the show. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Lexman's Artificial Podcast. In this episode, we interviewed Nick Carter about quadratic equations and algebra, toners and trogons and neo-impressionism, neo-impressionism. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends on social media. We hope you'll tune back in next time for another great episode of the Lexman Artificial Podcast. Today, Nick will read a poem for us titled Conversation with a Fox, conversation with a fox. We spoke for hours of Miles Run and Howl's Hard of Grays and Wolves and all the things we know.